Hi, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the latest episode of the CS School podcast, where we speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them back to basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. As the difficulty and often cost of customer acquisition increases, driving sustainable revenue growth through your customers has become today's most critical business mandate. Founded by customer success leaders, Catalyst uniquely understands the challenges of driving lifelong customer revenue, and they've built a platform to address exactly that. Catalyst is today's industry leader of choice for customer revenue optimization that delivers the business value you need without the admin costs, adoption time, and technical debt of market alternatives. Catalyst software is a customer success tool that helps centralize customer data, get a clear view of customer health, and scale experiences that drive retention and growth. Let's get stuck in with this episode. Hi, everyone. My name's Grace, and I'm the content lead for Customer Success Collective. I'm thrilled to be introducing this episode's guest, somebody who needs no introduction, but I'll give a brief one anyway. Diana Sotolonga, who's here to chat about everything implementation related. This episode is, is an absolute corker, as Diana's the Senior Implementation Manager at Catalyst, so expect to have all of your burning questions about implementation answered and more. Diana's a strategic thinker with over nine years of helping tech-driven companies excel in customer success. She's customer success obsessed and thrives at de-escalating client frustrations by working cross-departmentally in order to provide speedy solutions for her clients. So I'm super excited about this episode and can't wait to learn more about this fascinating part of customer success. I'm keen to not keep you waiting by blabbering on. So let's just hit the ground running, shall we? And find out that everything there is to know about implementation. So here goes. Hey, Diana, welcome to the CS School podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm really, really well, thank you. Raining in Manchester, but that can't be helped. But anyway, enough about the rain. <laughs> We're here to talk about customer implementation. Think of it as, for our listeners, customer implement- implementation 101. Um, really, really excited to be talking about this today. We haven't covered it on the podcast, and I've been itching to do it for ages. Um, so really, really pleased you've got you, got you on. Um, but before we kick things off properly, would you mind uh, telling our listeners a little bit about your customer success journey and kind of what, what's, what's your role at Catalyst, Catalyst like? You know, what's your kind of, what kind of day-to-day things are you involved in? Yeah, um, definitely. So Deanna Salalongo, as you mentioned, Grace, um, I'm based out of Miami, Florida. I've been with Catalyst for about two years now. Uh, previously, I was actually with a marketing company, um, still in the customer success space, but not as much of a SaaS um, company in comparison to Catalyst. But um, in terms of my day-to-day here, I work with implementation. So as soon as an opportunity is closed to one, they get moved into my book and I can help my customers get up to up to speed with getting their instance built out for their end users. So really excited to be able to talk specifically more in depth about how we do Catalyst here um, and just like methodology behind our process as well in this podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to be talking about implementation because I think there's a lot of lot of questions I've had about it. And I think in the CSC Slack channel, loads of engagement about that. So but first of all, quickly before our listeners, we're going to be talking about one, talking about the difference between adoption and implementation in this episode. We're going to talk about catalyst approach to implementation. We're going to be talking about the sales to CS handoff, something integral. And we're going to be also be talking about customization and milestones, stakeholder involvement, and specific metrics we can use to uh, indicate customers realizing value. So 
without further ado, I want to get stuck in and talk about very, very, I think very important, the distinguish, how to distinguish adoption versus implementation. So there's a lot of information out, out there on LinkedIn, on Google, that seems to conflate implementation and adoption, both of which obviously happened during the onboarding period. But how does this semantic choice re- reflect Catalyst uh, philosophy towards customer success? And um, I think really just just to start off this episode, what do you think are the potential pitfalls of conflating these two, you know, adoption and implementation? You know, in your experience, how can you, um, yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Yeah, so broadly speaking, implementation should be a very distinct phase of the customer journey. You have expected timelines, goals, standard processes. Um, so during the implementation phase, you have very few users in the platform, which means you don't have a ton of immediate impact that's being realized for your end users. And you're really just spending most of your time here building and training up your customers. At Catalyst, implementation includes an additional adoption phase directly following the launch, which includes things like end user training, best practice recommendations, and even like V2 recommendations for the instance. A post-implementation adoption phase, however, is an ongoing effort from our CSMs. This is where you begin to get users in the platform. There's a lot of excitement about this new tool of the teams actually being able to leverage that hits a lot of the pain points that they likely had. And your customer begins to step into the value potential realization at this point. So we definitely see them as two completely separate entities in terms of implementation and adoption. That's fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing that. Would you say yeah. um, Catalyst's uh, approach to implementation is, you know, obviously customer success is so nuanced, varied, and, you know, it's going to be so different depending on the, you know, depending on the company's needs, depending on the client's needs. So, you know, there's no like obviously one size fits all, but in terms of Catalyst approach to implementation, would you say it's fairly standard? You know, would you say it's quite sim- you know, similar to how it's, implementations maybe tackled in other companies? That's a great question. I would say I don't have the perfect answer to that only because I feel like, um, so here at Catalyst, we see so many different CS teams um, from a ton of different uh, businesses, right? So we might have a customer who might treat implementation the way that we do, where they have a separate team that handles implementation and a separate team that handles the ongoing adoption efforts of the journey. Um, and then we have teams who do, you know, their CSMs are also kind of like part implementation managers as well. And then even teams that have, you know, customers that can technically re-implement in the middle of a journey, depending on whether they go, you know, they purchase a new product line or a new service with the company. Um, so I wouldn't say that there's a perfect answer to that. I would say that in terms of what I've seen in my experience in the past being in um, roles where the two were kind of like, together versus the two being separate. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely prefer the more separate approach um, in terms of the role specific towards implementation as well as ongoing adoption. Um, That's so interesting to me because when we were speaking about this episode and thinking about, you know, how, you know, what what we should be talking about in terms of implementation, um, you know, and reading, reading the the resources on Catalyst site, uh, Catalyst implementation process, you know, it's unique uh, and focuses on very much a how to fish uh, for themselves type uh, ideology. Would you would you say that's fair? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, our implementation process 
is really built to build platform experts early on in our partnership. So that whole like we teach you how to fish and you fish approach um, is actually built to deliver against one of our platform advantages, which is that you don't actually need a full-time admin dedicating to administering our platform specifically. So um, mm. that approach really enables our admin users to be able to self-serve on additional configuration enhancements in the future without being blocked by their lack of knowledge in the platform on how to continue to iterate. You know, so we found that this approach not only incentivizes creativity within the platform, but also allows us to quickly understand from a customer experience perspective, where we may be lacking in things like documentation or training, um, but also build quick platform champions who feel empowered to continue to get creative within our platform and advocate for our platform internally with their colleagues. So it's always a great feeling when your team says, hey, I would be able to, I would love to be able to see this in the platform and their internal admins be able to quickly build that for them without any friction and, you know, be able to give same day um, kind of iterations in the platform. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I think it sounds so what you've just said there sounds so beneficial for, I guess, long-term success. And I'm sure lots of our listeners will be really, really, really intrigued to hear that. Um, I kind of wanted to sort of move on to talk about, I say move on, almost take it back a bit, because I think mm-hmm. the sales to custom success handoff, obviously this is something that's spoken about so much, for you know, quite rightly, it's such an important stage for setting, the, it's such an important part that or it does set the stage. It sets the stage for the rest of the customer relationship. Now, yeah. In terms of implementation, though, I'm curious to know, um, in your in your um, experience in dealing with implementation, how do you feel that the relationship between sales and customer success teams influences the implementation process? And, you know, how does this, in your experience of maybe dealing with other customer success teams, but really, you know, at Catalyst, how does that, uh, how does that relationship, yeah, influence the, the process? Yeah, so at Catalyst, our customer journey really begins during the sales process, right? So um, our AE is guiding a customer through the sales process to identify their key challenges, work on solution alignment together, and really those top three highest impact jobs that customers are looking to do with Catalyst really frames the scope of what our implementation team is gonna focus on with our customers. So we actually partner significantly with our sales team. Uh, we also hope that customers feel that the transition is seamless and are, you know, we aren't repeating the same things over and over again that our sales team might be repeating or asking the same questions. So it's really crucial that our relationship with our sales team is really in lockstep uh, so that we can continue to, to give a great customer experience post the sale. I can imagine that there's probably quite a lot. It involves so much, really, just so much communication with the sales team. So like, like you said, you don't want to be repeating things. You don't want to be making the implementation sticky. And, you know, you don't want it to be a subpar experience for the customer. So I would have thought, yeah, is, would you say that's fair? Like a lot of communication um, workflows involved between the sales and CS team to make sure all the information from the customer is, you know, that you're all on the same page, basically. Yeah, 100%. Would you um I guess for the purpose of this podcast and I'm not talk- I'm not talking about dishing the dirt or anything like that, but I think like <laughs> the sales CS handoff is obviously very very important as as you know as we've established, but is there an example that you could perhaps share that maybe like a lack of a proper handoff, you know, between sales could, you know, 
I mean, I'm sure our listeners have all experienced this at some point. There's been a breakdown in customer trust because something has gone wrong in this handoff. And, you know, it's obviously a nightmare and it's what any customer, any customer success team or any company in general obviously doesn't want this to happen. But yeah, have you, you know, have you experienced this? Have you heard about this? Well, how really can this be remedied? Yeah, I mean, I think the problem here is, is like, it's actually pretty easy, right, to mess up a handoff mm. between the sales and CS team, right? If you don't have the proper processes, the proper documentation, and your team is all aligned on what the expectations of that handoff might be, it's really easy, right, when your sales and CS teams are left to their own devices to set up time, to knowledge share when the deal has closed. Um, so they could miss things like special customizations or deadlines, things that are outside of the standard scope of what a typical implementation might be. So really what happens there to, to what you just mentioned, Grace, is your customer now enters a world where you begin to provide them generic plans and deadlines and you've completely missed the mark. And maybe you're even getting corrected by customers, right? That's happened yeah. to me. I'm sure it's happened to a few other people, right? Where you're you're saying one thing and your customer's like, actually, no, this, this is what we want, not this. Um, and it's a terrible feeling as a customer success rep um, kind of showing that. So if you think about it, like implementation, you're kind of in like the dating phase of your relationship. Like you've swiped right, you've discussed what you want in your future, and you've agreed that you're on the same page. Um, now you're just trying to understand the other person and see if you can make the future a reality. And you're learning to trust, like your customers really learning to trust you as their you know preferred vendor of choice. So if you don't get the customization details or metrics of success from your rep, your customer's frustrated, they feel misled. And then you might have to have like that talk with your customer, right? The first 90 mm. days of your customer relationship are so important for your long-term success, right? It's your first impression that your customer has of what your platform can do, but then also how your customer success team might be able to like mitigate risk that comes up early on in the implementation. So all of that being said, it's super important to make sure that you have a standardized and streamlined mm. process between your AEs and your CS team to make sure that they're answering the most commonly asked questions that your CS team would have. So, so like literally the easiest thing you can do is set up a streamlined process um, and standardized process where, you know, what are the top five things that me as an IM, I need to know in order to successfully prescribe what the implementation deadline should look like. Or, you know, what are the red flags that might have been worth noting that the AE wants me to know? Maybe it's an integration that they were hoping that we had that we didn't have. Mm. Or, you know, maybe it's data um, cleanliness that we might be worried about. So having all of that information up front and, and really standardized, right? You don't want to have, let's say you have one AE and one CS rep who every single one of their handoffs perfect, right? But then you have another mm. tag team that, you know, there's they've missed the mark. They're not always having these handoffs. It's important to make sure that you have a standard approach to how these handoffs would go. And that's being messaged to your team. I think touching on what you said about customization, I think that leads me into, I think the next part of this uh, episode where um, coaching customers based on their specific, you know, business use cases uh, and creating impact through milestones of the integral. But, at, you know, in your experience in that catalyst, how do you strike the balance between delivering immediate value for customers and I guess, you know, you don't want to be doing this, but overwhelming the customers with way too much information far too soon. I can imagine that's a bit of a, you know, is it a tricky, is it a tricky balance to strike? I mean, how would you, how would you go about that? 
Yeah, um, definitely is, right? I, you might have customers who come in and they already know, hey, we want to do this, this, and this. And we need to do it in this time frame because we have certain deadlines that we yeah. have to hit. Like our board is, you know, pressuring us for whatever it might be. Um, but we love using here at Catalyst like a crawl, walk, run methodology to our implementation as we work with our customers. So uh, Mark, actually, our CRO, he says uh, this thing called eating an elephant. Uh, and really what he means by that is like, when you ask yourself the question, how do I eat an elephant? Um, the answer is one bite at a time, right? So when you think about your platform, you think about your software, your customers are seeing it as an elephant, right? And they can't eat the entire elephant all at once in one sitting, right? Um, mm -hmm. They need to be able to see bite-sized portions of um, your platform, so that's actually where we work really closely with our team uh, from the AE side and also with our customers to really align on what are the MVP or mission critical workflows that need to be built in the platform as a V1 to get your team into Catalyst. So when you start to provide too many things at once, right? Let's say your customer really tries to eat the entire elephant in one sitting. Now mm -hmm. it's kind of created a dissonance between the value that you think they're getting versus the value they're actually getting because it can't possibly digest all of it all at once. So the balance here really comes from understanding the top goals and priorities that your customer has, taking in some of the special considerations or dependencies that they have, and really working from there and allowing a slow trickle of moments of impact with your platform throughout your journey. I think what we've been touching on throughout this episode is the necessity of, I guess, stakeholder involvement in, in creating mm -hmm. uh, a really watertight implementation uh, process. So on that, I was quite curious to know, you know, how does how does Catalyst ensure that or how in your experience? your experience how do you ensure that the right people are in the room during the buying and implementation process yeah uh great question so this is like a full court press from really <laughs> everybody on our end right we start with our sdrs who do an amazing job of engaging the people with the power to even influence budget or bring in new tools and then our aes jump in to conversations around the partnership together they really capture the goals that the teams have um, with utilizing our platform and what the moments of impact that we might be able to deliver within our platform might be. And this is where we start to bring in external members who have the ongoing goal knowledge or you know, CS or AE or SE knowledge into the workflows that they'd be looking for within our platform. And then our SEs on our end come in to start answering some of the technical hard-hitting questions that we would get around platform functionality, provide use case examples, and this is where we begin to start engaging and bringing in some of the technical stakeholders for our customers, right? So who are the people that are responsible for bringing those data, that data into the platform? Who are the data system admin, the Salesforce admin, whatever it might be. Um, so by the time the implementation team comes into the picture in an ideal world, right? We have all of the personas laid out for us. We have our, you know, CS or AE or SE context um, masters, right, internally at our customers organization, we have our technical stakeholders, and we have any exec sponsors who might be able to, you know, give long term success goals with Catalyst. So by this time, um, when our implementation team comes in, what we like to do as well as we kind of validate, right, validate what we've heard, make sure that this is something that's still top of mind for the customers that we're working with because a lot of the times what sometimes happens is sometimes the people that are involved in the buying process once the deal signs 
it's kind of like we get a new group group of folks, right? There might be times where we have the same people that are part of that uh, buying process that are in our implementation project team, but sometimes you might have folks who get like delegated, right, to the actual implementation. And maybe all they know about your platform is like the three minute sizzle video that they might have watched on LinkedIn or YouTube <laughs> or something. So it's always great to kind of realign with the project team that you're working on during your kickoff meetings to make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page. These are the top goals that you want to um, accomplish with our platform. Is this accurate? Are we completely off the mark? And, you know, start to prescribe what implementation would look like once everybody's aligned. Wow, it really is like everybody's everybody's involved. Yeah, I didn't realize there'd be so many so many moving parts and so many uh, like vital stakeholders. I, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That was that was completely. Um, yeah. I wasn't expecting that at all. I was gonna be. Think, I was kind of thinking though when you said that. Are there any um, instances where you have where having the wrong stakeholders involved could lead to hmm. perhaps? complications um because i'm sure there's probably potentially for uh, listeners who are either starting their own cs function or maybe new to the field entirely um how can you know how can they avoid to do that basically yeah so you know if what we just talked about doesn't happen right you don't have the full core press that you need from the beginning of the, uh, the you know a prospect coming in to the deal closing to the implementation team being versed on what um you know, what were the reasons that they purchased the platform and what are the goals that you need to start working towards so that we can prescribe what our implementation looks like. Um, definitely, you can get into a little bit of a mess, mm-hmm. right? Like an example might be maybe you have a main point of contact who is delegated to the project, right? But maybe they're brand new to the organization. So a lot of the context that they might need to have in order to successfully build out our platform, as an example, um, they may not have. Right. So at that point, as an implementation manager, we know with that context, we need to bring somebody else in the in the room with us. Right. So yeah. we'll keep the person who's been delegated on the project, but we'll start to ask for, you know, who are the, the thought leaders that can provide this context or this context? Because um, if not, what happens is we could have an entirely cat, like an entire catalyst instance that's completely built based off of what this one person mm. might think. Yeah. And then now they have to completely rebuild it before it goes live because maybe the workflows that are built don't really have the contextual, yeah. the contextual business use cases, right, that they need in order to be productive for the team. Yeah, no, that sounds really tricky and a bit of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that, though. Um, yeah. I guess um, a huge, I think, a huge part of... Um, implementation is kind of dealing with um you know well with customer success in general is sort of dealing with the right making sure you've got the right metrics uh and the right you know to 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 report and so what would you say um you know considering value realization metrics what would you say what key kpis would you uh recommend for any listeners any customer success team what you know what would you recommend for them to use to to measure if you can, the value realization during the implementation process. Quite keen to hear your thoughts on this because you hear a lot about, you know, of certain metrics being, you know, worthwhile or not, you know, I'd I'd like to hear your uh, what you think about this. Yeah. So I can talk a little bit about like how we do it at Catalyst, right? Mm. And teams can kind of pick and choose, like cherry pick, right? Uh, what they think makes sense for them. But, you know, be, beyond the standard metrics of time to launch, things like daily active usage and like specific feature usage following launch, 
um, we keep a pulse on a few metrics across three aspects of our journey. So solution maturity, customer experience, and adoption. The specific metric names there will ultimately be specific to like the customer, you know, the listener at the end of the day. But for example, things like solution maturity, our perspective is that at a minimum foundational configuration has been completed across the top use cases that we've gathered from our AEs and from our from our customers where we were doing our like goal validation. Right. So our KPIs are across what is essentially a maturity rating of the solution builds that they've built in our platform. On the customer experience side, this is where we keep a pulse on things like, are they participating in our community? Are they attending the events that we're hosting, whether they're virtual or in person? Mm. And really the engagement that they have with our Catalyst team. So even like our support team. So for things like adoption, we track the basics, right? Like daily active usage and then usage of specific features by end users. Um, On the more qualitative side, we're also not afraid to directly ask our customers, right? Like how confident our key point of contacts are in continuing to mature the platform and build, you know, if you could renew tomorrow, would you like, those are some Mm. of the top questions that we always kind of ask our customers when we're we're getting to some of our milestones and implementation, like, are you happy? (laughs) Genuinely like temperature check, let's just pause and, and, you know, see, see what's going on, see how you're feeling, see where you think that you need additional enablement um, and, you know, see how we might be able to mitigate potential risk in the future. Um, So lastly, outside of that, from a post-implementation side of things, we send out a survey when our implementations are done to also track and understand not only how the experience of implementation was, but like how was the experience using the platform and building it from the, you know, from the bottom to the top, right? So how easy was it to integrate into some of our integrations? Um, You know, how difficult might it have been to build out different layouts or different dashboards? Or what were some of the things that you were expecting the platform could do that it doesn't have the capacity to do? Um, And really that's where our product and engineering team really takes a lot of that feedback. And that's kind of weaved into our our roadmap as we're thinking about ways to enhance the platform. Oh, thank you so much. Lots of good stuff there. I hope our listeners uh, had a pen and paper already at the, at the ready. That was <laughs> lo- yeah, thank you for sharing that. I was wondering, though, how do you um, ensure that these metrics, once you've uh, just, just, just shared there, how they align with both the customer's and Catalyst's goal for, you know, what, you know, what everybody wants, a successful, long partnership? Yeah, so kind of like we've been talking about um, during the podcast, right? We drive continuous customer alignment throughout implementation. So in addition to key touch points like the sales handoff, the customer kickoff, and the post-implementation review, which is actually where we're going through what they've built, recommending what V2 might be, recommending additional adoption strategies once we've seen what usage looks like. This is really where we pass our implementation accounts actually over to their dedicated customer success manager at that point who really manages the ongoing adoption. But kind of back to the question, right? Throughout the customer journey, as we hit milestones together, we're constantly validating that we're working towards their key goals and moments of impact with us, right? So there's no surprises, right? Once we get to renewal or once we get to post-implementation, we have a customer who's like, yep, that didn't go at all as expected. Um, We're hoping that at the end of the day, right, when customers are leaving implementation, they feel as though they have built towards the key goals that they were looking to drive with our platform and really 
post-implementation, they're working on how do I continue to mature what I've built and how do I move maybe some of the workflows that I've built in implementation as a crawl into a walk or a run and start getting more advanced with the platform. Yeah, that's so interesting to me. Um, I've absolutely loved talking about implementation <laughs> with you. This has been a real eye-opener for me because honestly, this, I mean, as I think most of the listeners will know, if if you haven't, I'm not an actual CSM. I, you know, I, I, I love speaking about CS. I love writing about CS, but this has been really like an eye-opener for me. And I hope it has for lots of our listeners. Unfortunately, without a time, but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, hearing about how things are done at Catalyst. You know, it's quite, you know, it's almost quite meta, a customer success platform talking about, mm-hmm. you know, customer success, <laughs> which I love. Um, but it's been absolutely thrilled to have you on. Um, I hope our listeners I'm sure they will have got lots out of this because it's been absolutely chock-a-bock full of incredible insights actionable takeaways um but yeah thank you very much how yeah thank you very much for joining us um I hope you've had a good time on the podcast I did thank you for having me oh thank you so much Deanna thanks for tuning in be sure to check out our other episodes and go to the customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content you can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.